1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello everyone, this is Harry off the Wolf 77 Club. Unfortunately, Sam, Jack and Bayliss are not here this week, so it's a solo podcast. Turn off now if you don't fancy it. I'm going to go over Turin, the amazing Grand Torino trip us and the lads went on. I'm going to go over Burnley, that boring draw. I'm going to look to Torino at home, and I'm also going to look to Everton away. Very brief podcast, I'll just give my opinions on each subject. Please stick around with me if you can, and hopefully it's not too painful. Come on you Wolves. We're wolves, ain't we? We certainly are. So, I'm going to start off with the socials as usual. The Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. At 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. And also, if you could please like and subscribe or whatever you do on like Spotify, iTunes, we're on there. Find us there and give us a rate and review if you can, please. So, straight into it. I'm going to go in order. I'm going to start off with the incredible trip to Turin, which was last Thursday. Now, if you do follow us on social media, you will know that we did a thing called Hashtag Gran Torino, where Fans Bet and Project House made it possible for the lads to race. So, me, Seb, my mate Lewis, we went in a car. We rented a car from Eurocar in Wolverhampton. It was a Kia. 
uh, Jack, Sam and Bayliss flew to Zurich, caught the bus to Milan and then trained it from Milan to Turin. Now, to make it interesting, they did that. But also, because we really wanted to win the lads in the car, we just flat out drove through the night. I think we stopped for two hours and had about 30 minutes 30 minutes sleep between us. So it was it was a top effort and shout out to Seb because he just nailed it. He was nearly falling asleep at the wheel at one point. Probably not the safest thing to do in the world, but it was bloody entertaining, I tell you. So we made it to the game. If you want to check out our journey, by the way, you'll see a lot of videos on our social media. We made it to the game, got there about 11am, went and got our tickets, and then went into the square. And when the lads at the car turned up, the square was closed, pretty much. There was one bar open, and there was just a few Wolves fans milling about. So we got on the beers early. Me and Seb were trying to stay awake because we were absolutely knackered, and Lewis is an absolute animal. He don't need sleep. He was just smashing the beers off. The day progressed, it started to fill up, the sun started coming out because it was raining, all the other lads turned up and the day before the game I must say was absolutely incredible, the singing, everyone drinking beer, it was just perfect for those few hours waiting for the game to kick off and to get to the game there was buses organised from the square straight to the ground which was very very handy. We get to the game a massive wait to get in because you had to show your passports to get through the tick turnstiles got in there and the first thing I thought when I walked in was this has got a very good European feel to it you were boxed in like glassed in it was like little white cup seats it was everything you want from a European tie and my, it was my first it was my first away when I haven't been to Crusaders or whoever the other what was it Punic so it had a real nice European feel to it and we were playing a good team in Torino the atmosphere was brilliant, especially the home fans to start off, by the way. The Wolves fans were loud, but the home fans were really up for it. And then when Sace got that goal before half-time, that's when it all kicked off. And just to start, the team he started, he had Vinagre and Adama on the wing-backs, with Sace starting instead of Neves in midfield. He'd obviously switched it about a bit. He's got to switch it about, hasn't he, with the Europa League and the Premier League. It must be hard for Nuno to juggle and get it right, but I think he's done okay so far. But shout out to Adama. I thought he had a really, really good game. Setting up Jota for the second goal in the second half. But he did give the ball away for one of the Torino goals, unfortunately. And obviously, Vinagre gave away the penalty right at the death. But Jota's goal took it well. Side footer, after I just mentioned, Traor set him up. And then Raul Jimenez's goal, when he ran through, picked it up after Jota potentially got fouled and slotted it home. The Wolves fans went mental. It was absolutely incredible, honestly, that bit. Oh, absolutely scenes, honestly. You've seen the songs of the Patrick Catrone songs. Went on for 15 minutes after the game. It was just an incredible performance, really was. What a what a result to get the three away goals, taking us into the home leg tomorrow night. So after the game, my mate Jack was stood in the stands, very drunk, and a Torino fan was uh, saying, throw your shirt over, throw your shirt over. Threw his shirt over, new away, to, away top. The Torino fan only threw a scarf back over, so Jack was gutted. Thought I'd had that in there. Found that pretty funny. Got proper stitched over. So he was walking round Turin all night with his top off and a bloody Torino scarf around his neck. Uh, so that's uh, pretty much the Torino result. And uh, not much more to add. It's pretty hard not to cause I can't bounce off anyone. But all in all, absolutely incredible result. Bit annoying that they got the home goal back right at the end. But it's a game that I'll remember 
God, for the rest of my life, definitely. The drive back was a bit ropey, I ain't going to lie, but we did stop off in Reims in France, which was incredible, really nice place. But it was worth it, I'd do it all again, I'd drive all again to watch Walls Away in Europe, because it is really, really incredible. Hi, this is Gaza, welcome to the 77 High Street Club, is that right? So now, let's talk about Burnley. Burnley at home, after the absolute euphoria of... Um, the Torino away trip, I got back Saturday night, the next day, bank holiday Sunday, we had Burnley at home, was on the beers all day, turned up for the game in the sun thinking, here we go, nice easy victory against Burnley, well, I tell a lie, that's probably what you should be thinking, but I was a bit, you know, a bit apprehensive of what was going to happen, we know Burnley are solid, I'd watched Burnley play Arsenal, well they lost 2-1, and I thought they were really good and solid. And that's what they are, aren't they? Solid. Sean Dyche loves to stink the place out. But they're well organised, you know. They do play some good stuff. And especially in that first half against us, I thought they caused us so many problems. And we were lucky just to go in 1-0 down. It's an absolute great strike by Barnes. You can't take that away from him. They've had some other good chances as well. And I'm just looking at the possession stats here. Throughout the, This is at full time. We had 65% possession. But we didn't do much with it. It was a lot of side-to-side stuff. We had 17 shots, a lot of those coming in the second half. They had 13, 4 on target. We had 2 on target. 8 off target. They had 6 off target. We blocked 7. So we did have a lot of the ball, but it was just the same old story of us just not breaking them down well enough. And first half especially, I thought, Jota was pretty poor. We had a few chances to break and it just wouldn't come off that final pass. Gibbs White started and I saw he got a lot of stick online but I think you got to cut the lad some slack he's still learning Nuno obviously trusts him and you think back to that Chelsea game last year he has shown he can do it so I don't want to put the blame all on him but I didn't think anyone was good I think it was a bit of a hangover from Turin Matt Doherty I think he must have been still suffering with his illness because he was pretty poor let's be honest and he went off again didn't he and that man again, Traore, changed everything just like he did against Manchester United. He came on and he was brilliant. He changed the game. It was the 76th minute when he came on and he just gave us that bit of life, didn't he? Getting the balls in the box, giving us hope to equalise. I think the one man that stood out for us, which they did point out match today, actually thinking back, was Raul Jimenez. Got the penalty, hit the post, had a few other chances and creating chances. So all in all, I think we completely stole a point getting a goal in the 97th minute, I really do. I mean, I'm going to give credit to Burnley. They set up well, they come and done a job on us really. I know a lot of fans say it's crap to watch. I personally wouldn't want to watch it week in, week out. But if it's going to get a result and keep them in the league, I'm sure the Burnley fans are very, very happy with that. So that was, it was, it was a bit of a, a downer from the Turin result. Everyone was there on a bit of a hangover, I think, everyone in Molyneux. And just to point out, 4-4-2, standard from Burnley. We play the 3-5-2. Our formation really should exploit 4-4-2, but like I mentioned, Burnley are solid. And uh, yeah, that's it for Burnley for me. Briefly on that one, because it wasn't the most entertaining game I've ever seen. Let's be honest, if the neutral would have watched it, if it had been on telly, they'd have been unhappy. And just to mention before we move on from Burnley, Nuno did say after the game, he doesn't like the Wolves fans singing F-Var, F-Var, which <laughs> can understand why, but it is frustrating. 
they sang it in the Man United game when the Neves goal got checked. VAR is a, a bit of a pain at the moment, is it? You might have heard me on the radio the other week ranting at Robbie Savage. I still stick by that. I think it should be ruled out. It's causing more problems than creating no problems, I guess. And also, even if it does get it right, you still have to sit there for two minutes waiting to see if the goal or foul will be given. Also, the Raul Jimenez penalty was very soft, in my opinion. Let's be consistent. If that was against me, I would have been unhappy. But by the letter of the law, I guess it is a penalty, and it was clever by him, but very, very harsh on Burnley. That's just my opinion. Trying to be uh, unbiased there for that last bit. So, let's move on to Torino at home. Hi, I'm Steve Ball, and you're listening to The 77 Club. Torino at home then, at Molyneux. I'm guessing it's going to be sold out. I haven't actually looked at the tickets yet. My ticket actually come just before I record this podcast, actually, when I got home from work. So, let's hope it is a full house. It's 3-2. We've got three away goals. You've got to think, if we do get that early goal, it kills the tie. It really does. But if Torino get an early goal, it's squeaky bum time. You know how nervous Wolves fans get. We always think they're worse. Well, I do anyway. So let's just look at Torino's form going into this. So they've literally played their first Italia, Italian Serie A game against Sassolulo. Can't pronounce it. They But they beat them 2-1 and that was just after they'd lost to us 3-2. Before us in the Europa League, they'd won 3-0 against De Brecken. Won 4-1 away against De Brecken. Won 5-0 against Shakhtar and drew 1-1 away at Shakhtar when the tie was already done. So they've been playing pretty well. They've only lost the game when we beat them 3-2. They've only just started competitive football in the league. So whether that's good for us or bad, I don't know. You could think, are they fresh? You could think, you know, are they not sharp enough yet? Considering we've already played three Premier League games. I think that comes into play a little bit in the first leg, to be honest. Because they were still kind of in pre-season. And we'd already had a couple of competitive games I think that helped us a bit but Torino are a really really good team they were probably the best team we could have got at this stage looking who we could have possibly got in the draw and let's just hope we can do it on team selection personally myself I would start Adama we know we know that Doherty's been ill whether he's 100% fit now I don't know but you've always got to trust Nuno but he has been switching it about I'd also start Vinagre um, actually, no, I'd start Johnny. I'm telling a lie there. I'll start Johnny just for the defensive aspect. Obviously, Vanagre is brilliant going forward. Vanagre made a little bit of a mistake, didn't he, giving the penalty away in the other leg? But if I had to put my house on it, he probably will start Vanagre because it seems like Traore and Vanagre are the European players, and Johnny and Doherty seem to be the Premier League starters. We know that Jesus Vallejo, I hope I pronounced that right, will probably start over Bennett because. An article came out saying that Vallejo can't do Thursday Sundays yet and he's just going to keep playing him on Thursdays to get him that first team football but not knacker him out too much. And the rest is as you were, I'm guessing. Maybe he'll start Sace again over Neves like he did in the away tie. Maybe he might rest Martino because that lad has played nearly every game so far and he don't half run about, does he, when he plays? The engine on him is incredible. And maybe he might start Neto. Maybe he might start Catrona. You don't know. We'll see what he does, but you've got to expect changes. I'll be happy with whatever Nuno picks because I trust him. He got a bit of backlash after the Burnley game, which is ridiculous if you ask me. I mean, think back to last season when people were calling for his head in that bad run when we uh, 
you know, I think we didn't win in six, did we, or something like that? But trusting Nuno, we're more than capable of winning this game. Never mind just scraping through against Torino. So they are a threat. It's got to be a good night at the Molyneux. May get nervous if they score early. If we score early, the tie is dead. Come on, you Wolves. Let's get through to that group stage where we could possibly have an incredible away day again with a mighty Wanderers. Now let's look to Everton. Hi, I'm George Lokomi. You are listening to the Wolves 7-7 Club. So, Everton away, coming up, Goodison Park, Sunday again. We'll get a Saturday game soon, I'm sure we will. It's going to be a toughie, really is, and we need to get a win, in my opinion. Three draws, good draws, if you would have took a draw individually in, in those games. Maybe you could have said we really should have beat Burnley, but tough team. So, but away at Goodison. Now, in their last game, they lost 2-0 to Villa. So, if Villa can beat Everton, open and drinks by saying this, Wolves can beat Everton. The team they started with... Was like a he was like a four two three one with Calvert Lewin at top with Bernard Sigurdarsson and Richardson just behind him and Gomez and Schneiderlin like sitting deep. Digny, Mina, Keane, Coleman the back four and Pickford in goal and they were poor. Let's be honest. Their first um their first two games of the season they picked up a one nil win didn't they first game and then they no they drew nil nil sorry away at Palace and then picked up a one nil against Watford. So an okay start for Everton although they probably feel they should have got a result at Villa and we're actually underdogs going into this game we're 5-2 uh, to two. if you want to check out some more odds by the way go over to Fans Bet Our Partners brilliant odds on there and specials I'm sure there's loads up there if you search for Wolves so 5-2 to two, Wolves are 11-10 to 10 for the win Everton are you can get 23-10 to 10 on the draw if you want some scores a 2-0 Wolves is 18-1 to 1, which uh, I think is pretty decent that I mean Everton's only 10 to 1, so they're definitely back in Everton, the bookies. My favourite score, 4 to 1, is 80 to 1. I will be whacking a couple of quid on that. I'll have you I'll have you know. <laughs> Usually it's around 50 to 1 for that. That's a huge, huge odds. Uh, just a bit of backstory on that. I pretty much bet 4 1 on walls every week because back in the day we beat Bristol 4 1 when we were terrible and had a 5 on it, and I've done it ever since. So, a very tough game. Depending on how we get on in the Europa League home game against Torino, you might have already listened to that. You might already know the results of that game when you listen to this. I don't know what the team's going to be. Usually, he goes full strength in the Prem. So, if we get the job done against Torino, back to the team that pretty much started every Premier League game with Johnny and Doherty as the wing-backs, Bennett, Bolly, Cody, Neves, Moutinho... And, oh my God, how am I forgetting the other midfielder? Neves, Martinez, Dentonka. Bloody hell, I nearly forgot Dentonka there. They'll be the midfield with Jota and Jimenez up top. We absolutely smashed them there last year, if you remember. 3-1 win. Very, very good performance. Probably one of the best away performances of the season. So I'm pretty confident. I'm not going to lie. Um, like I say, I've got a ticket. I'll be there. I'll uh, really enjoy going. So I've never been to Goodison Park. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to going to this game and... Let's hope we can get the win. Hopefully, if we don't get the win and we do lose, which, as, as we know, is entirely possible, that the fans don't start turning. I think we've started pretty well considering the uh, the fixtures we've had, the Europa League, and then obviously we've got the League Cup coming up, which is actually it's actually 8 o'clock Wednesday night now, and the Europa League draw will be made by the time you've listened to this podcast. So hopefully that's a good little draw because we go into the later rounds this year, don't we? So anyway, my prediction for Everton... I'm going to go with, do you know what? I'm going to go with last year's score, 3-1 to Wolves. Very confident. 
Jimenez to get a double and then go for a willy bolly header of a corner. That will be my prediction for Everton. So, this is going to come to an end now, this podcast. I hope it hasn't been too painful. If you have lasted this long, thank you. As I say, check us out on the social media. Everything will be back. back everything will be back to normal next week Sam and that will be back it's just been one of them crazy weeks where everyone's busy Turin took it out the lads we were all hanging so it's been one of those I hope you enjoyed this Um, please share it with your mates when it gets back to normal when it's good and thank you for listening Level Up will also be back next week the quiz show that Sam come up with I'm currently joint top with Bayliss we've had Finners on we've had Tom off the old Golden Black and I'm sure there's many more to come So, yeah, thank you for listening, and come on, you wolves. Hi, this is Gaza, this is some daft shite in the high street. I'm speaking to someone who got picked on in school for having ginger hair. Hi, this is Gaza, welcome to the 77 fucking high street club, is that right? That jump was minging anyway. Hi, it's Gaza, this is 77 club. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.